What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. All right, what is up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another fun podcast episode. Thanks for checking us out. If you've been listening to us for a while, make sure uh, we, we would appreciate any comments or likes that you can give, whether you find us on YouTube or any of the podcast catchers. I'm wearing these big old uh, earphones today because, um, well, it's fun to podcast with. You can hear better. So uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, you're going to have it check those out but yeah. we're excited uh mark i bring my brother mark on we're going to talk about supply chain management and its importance in the civil engineering world uh it's going to be a good episode as we talk about supply chain it seems like that's affecting everyone in every industry so we specifically just wanted to hammer home and talk about it with uh engineers and how it's affecting each of our workplaces but um, before we do that make sure you check out civilengineeringacademy.com if you do indeed need help and resources with your uh, fe or pe exam we are definitely there to help you on your journey to pass that so go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com but uh, let's bring mark on and let's start talking about supply chain management it's coming up That's all good, right man. mark what's going on hey just glad to be with you again uh, it's always a good time you always show me a good time on these podcasts, Isaac. It's always fun. I know, man. This yeah. is good. You're my regular. I know. Uh, I love it. Come and have a conversation about what's going on in the world. A little bit. Uh, we know supply chain's a big deal these days. And I wanted to pick your brain a little bit and talk about uh, how it's affecting not only the industry you're in, but I can talk about how it's affecting my industry and maybe as a whole, how things are shaking out. So um, I guess as we get started, um, there is an importance to supply chain management and engineering. And um, what are your thoughts just overall about supply chain, where where it's at right now and how it's affecting, I guess, your world? Well, what's going on right now is it's, it's rough because uh, lead times for procuring your materials that you need for your projects uh, are a lot longer than they used to be. So not only is the actual availability of, of different construction materials uh, a problem, but um, in, in some of those uh, issues are stemming from actual raw material procurement. But then once uh, a manufacturer or a producer of a certain type of uh, you know, structural component, whatever it might be, um, once he gets raw materials, then there's a longer lead times because of possibly labor issues with, uh, the manufacturer or whatever might be happening. <clears throat> uh, there's longer lead times to actually produce the, the structural components that, uh, that need the raw material. And so there's like this, this, uh, domino effect, uh, happening right now and, um, and so one, you know, the, the raw material producer is affecting the manufacturer and then that manufacturer is, uh, affecting the supplier. If there's a, another middleman in there, and then that's affecting actual delivery times to projects, um, so that some of these structural components can be put together and, and these projects can be built. Um, so 
yeah, it's uh, it's affecting things all the way down the line. And so engineers are uh, one of the roles that they have is specifiers, right? They're they're designing projects. Uh, in my case, you know, the primarily structures. Um, they're designing these structures and the type of material that they're using, the type of structural material that they're using in their design um, can be greatly affected, right, by um, these supply chain issues that are going on right now. And so engineers, design engineers have to uh, kind of have their ear to the ground. They got to understand what's going on in the market because their design may be affected by, um, you know, lack of, uh, you know, availability of the structural materials that they've actually designed, which won't go to serve their clients very well because they won't be able to get their uh, their structure built in the time frame that they, they need it. Um, and so sometimes, uh, and, you know, we've, I've seen uh, recently a lot of structural materials getting changed because of those issues. So hmm. um, maybe a, a certain type of uh, office building or, or multifamily residential building that would typically go uh, with, a, I don't know, a wood, a wood frame um, maybe is going to structural concrete because that's uh, more available, more readily available. And rebar and concrete can be procured, but uh, dimensional lumber is is really tough or sometimes you know they find out that uh, the dimensional lumber is really expensive and there's been lots of ups and downs and spikes in the market the last few years in dimensional lumber um, and they'll switch from that to uh, a, a structural concrete um, or structural steel you know uh, types of buildings uh, office buildings and Structures that are normally designed with structural steel have changed to to structural concrete again, for for an example, um, just because of these procurement issues that I'm talking about. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a big deal. And I so think- it's important for engineers to understand what's going on so that um, so that they can best serve their clients. Yeah, I've seen the same thing in the industry I'm in, in the utility world, where um, lead times are getting you know, crazy. And we've had to switch out material. I'm in the transmission industry in the utility world. And we've had to switch from, you know, using like polymer insulators to using glass insulators because the lead times are way less on those and things like that, where usually polymers kind of been the go-to when you're designing this stuff. But let's back up a little bit and talk about maybe what is causing this. I know it's been in the news quite a bit. But I think it kind of stems from initially COVID. Um, I know uh, particularly in China, they've had kind of a zero policy where if COVID hits them, they shut everything down and everyone gets locked up. And it's led to supply chain issues, docks being full of uh, freight ready to go out and just not being able to get it all out. We have um, Russia and Ukraine going on. And I know particularly in my own shoes, that Ukraine produces a lot of insulators and things in the utility world. And that has um, drastically changed lead times as well in some cases as well. So maybe as a whole, um, what, um, what are your thoughts on how we've gotten here? 
Well, I think it's just it's a it's a nasty combination of a lot of things. Of course, COVID, I think was was first in the line of uh, events, world events that uh, that happened that affected supply chains. So, as different areas, and you know, there was a lot of geopolitical uh, pressures for maybe local municipalities to shut down. Um, and not have employees come to work. And I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, remote, um, you know, people trying to get to work, uh, you're using zoom meetings and, and, uh, trying to use technology for, for meeting and getting, getting work done and collaborating that way. But for manufacturing processes and those kind of things, you can't, you can't do those things remotely. You can't do those from your home office. And so when different municipalities uh, would, you know, issue uh, mandatory lockdowns, then their products were not getting produced. And so the supply chain was getting affected by that. So I think that was the thing that got things uh, started um, in the supply chain problems. And then once we moved to uh, some of these other world issues that were happening, uh, like you mentioned, Isaac, Ukraine, and, you know, some of the raw materials that those guys normally supply the world markets obviously started uh, disappearing. You know, a, a nation that's in wartime, uh, you know, the war tends to become the dominant priority, right, for the for the nation, obviously. And with everything going on, they can't produce the normal raw materials that they they bring to market. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, in my line of business is uh, Ukraine, you talk about insulators and some of the things that Ukraine used to, used to supply readily to the world markets. Um, I'm being impacted by the, the pig iron, which is some, some of the raw materials that are used to make structural steel and not only the structural shapes, but, um, you know, a lot of the rebar that, hmm. uh, that I use in my industry. And so that's, that's been affected by Ukraine. So I think COVID was the first thing that kind of got everything gummed up. And then the world events that developed after that just made it worse, you know? Yeah. So I think those two things kind of, kind of led to, uh, where we're at. I totally right agree. So I, I'm thinking specifically for engineers now, um, I think there's some best practices that engineers can look at and lean into as you're looking at projects, looking ahead at things, understanding, you know, at, at the very beginning that you need to be planning, evaluating where you're getting this stuff, where you're getting your product or material and how those things are affecting your timelines and projects as, as a whole. Um, there's other aspects of that, including sourcing, um, inter and also making this stuff and then actually finally delivering, um, on all of this. And so supply chain and in terms of engineering, kind of, you have to look ahead and realize all of those affect your projects and it, those can change frequently and, and, and often. Um, I know in my industry, uh, we usually get an update frequently about lead times on on material products, hardware, insulators, still poles, and kind of get a general feel of where lead times are. 
And I've been really surprised what has really shot through the roof where something was typically readily available is now not. And sometimes those lead times for simple items are getting to be almost to the point uh, or just as long as some of the longest lead time items that we have, which is typically still poles in the utility world uh, that take a while. So uh, are there some best practices you might recommend or that you see uh, in the world of civil engineering with supply chain management? Yeah, well, I would say as a, as a design engineer, um, maybe you've had the luxury in the past to kind of be, I don't know, not so in touch with some of these supply chain issues. Um, and you haven't, had to be because in in good times um when product is flowing and um you know the markets are operating like they're supposed to then um we have good access to the products we need uh we can't assume that anymore and so i would say that as a an engineer that's designing uh projects you need to get uh in touch with those individuals uh within your industry which are usually um, contractors and actual suppliers of of product that you normally use in your design. You need to be in touch with those guys. Maybe you need to get a little more familiar with them and the the things that they're up against so that you can understand how your materials that you're specifying uh, either are or they aren't going to be available. And if that timing's you know, going to work or not. Um, if you don't have a feel for that, um, then you could be designing with the material that isn't available. And, you know, if you can't, uh, if the contractor and, and those that are actually executing the work and building the project for your client can't get the material, then um, your design is becomes pretty worthless at that point. You haven't delivered any value to your customer. And so, I would say it's important um, to get in touch with those folks that are got their boots on the ground and and understand what the issues are with the supply chain and and get a feel for what uh, what direction to take in your design uh, before you take it. Right? Yeah, I and I totally agree with you. If you're a design engineer, these are sometimes things you never have even thought about. Um, because things have just run smoothly. Um, you know, you're, you're cranking out a design, you're issuing out an IFC package of some sort, and maybe material has been the last thing on your mind because you've been engineering stuff. And now, you know, with current events, it's almost, you know, it's thrown a wrench in that. So you're tweaking your design, you're looking at alternatives for material. Yeah. I've had engineers that, and and sometimes it pushes them into uncomfortable realms. So an engineer that's used to working with wood, for example, he, all of his, most of his structures, he designs in, in wood and he's used to the, uh, you know, the, the trusses and the dimensional lumber being just readily available. All of a sudden he's like, yikes, I I can't get this stuff anymore. I got to start thinking about, cold form metal studs or, you know, a different type of system. And it's forcing them into maybe, you know, some other realms that, um, you know, can there, there can be a benefit there. It can, I guess, enhance his, uh, his resume and the systems and the, and the things that he knows how to design, but yeah. 
Hmm. He's got to make sure that what he's designing is available. Yep. And I'm reading that um, there are, even with the supply chain issues, there's been an opportunity to learn um, or improve things with supply chain that maybe when things do settle out, that there are some improvements on how the whole thing works and is running. Some of those things may be shifting to maybe an e-commerce model, uh, maybe digitizing your supply chain and how that's uh, all uh, operating that way, getting everything digital, um, even globalization and offshoring, new different business models, and even remote and distributed teams to help you with this stuff. Um, I'm not sure if you've experienced any of that, but it sounds like with the with the supply chain issues and just realizing that you may be changing your designs a little bit. I don't know if there's any best practices that that have come of supply chain issues or even these opportunities, maybe post COVID, if that's what we're calling it, that have kind of shaken out because of um, what, you know, noticing the issue and trying to improve upon it. Have you seen anything along those lines? Um, in, in my businesses, I've, I've, I've seen a little more pressure to kind of link. So uh, most of the designs that I'm, I'm trying to get built are produced uh, with some kind of BIM modeling. Um, and what, uh, what this supply chain issue is, is done is so that they can, uh, I guess, crunch down or reduce some of the timeframes for delivery. It's kind of forced the design engineer to communicate a little more, uh, I think, timely with uh, some of the uh, fabricators. Uh, so if, uh, you know, a structural engineer is used to producing a BIM model and then he floats that out um, for uh, bidding purposes and a contractor bids that, um, usually there's a little more time. There isn't a lot of pressure between when his, when his design is done and when the job actually gets uh, supplied the material and they start building um, that time frame between when his design is done and when, when things try to go to fabrication has been reduced. And so I think there's been a little more of a, a movement towards closer collaboration, you know, filling that gap is what I've seen. Um, there's always been a, a push and it's been occurring for a lot of years now, um, you know, where uh, an actual BIM model that's produced by the uh, engineer of record can actually serve as almost the, uh, the detailing, the end uh, detailing that's needed or as much of the detailing that's needed for actual fabrication of whatever structural system is being implemented um, as, as much of that as possible being incorporated into the BIM model. And so I'm seeing a little more detail being required of the structural engineer so that that communication, that gap is closed up a little bit, right? So that it doesn't add to the lead time needed for procuring these materials doesn't add to the fabrication time. So interesting. Yeah. 
Well, I'm reading that uh, the parts of China are still affected by COVID and that they are still experiencing lockdowns in that area up until June of 2022. So I'm reading that it does give people, give us a chance to get caught up on the, the backlog of stuff that's coming, but eventually there'll probably be another tidal wave yeah stuff so we're gonna be able to empty the ports but (laughs) once they're empty there won't be another supply coming for a little while huh or there's gonna be a gap well cool uh this has been a fun conversation i think this is affecting all of engineering no matter what discipline you find yourself in and what you're working in um it's been fun to talk a little bit about supply chain and understanding it a little bit and how it affects us as engineers but anything else that you would like to talk about about supply chain uh mark and the civil engineering no just uh i would just caution everybody make sure they they get into it uh understand how it's impacting their project that they're they're currently designing because you may be going down a road that uh, at the end of the process, if you're not delivering, you know, that value to your to your customer with a uh, a good design, uh, you may be providing him something that uh, with materials that you can't even get, you know, or you can't supply in time. And so it won't do him any good. So hmm. it makes, makes sense to do your homework up front and make sure you understand uh, the supply chain issues that might be going on in your in your market. Yep. Cool, man. Well, thanks for jumping on and doing this with me. It's always fun to have you jump on and share your thoughts. Um, yeah, thanks, I think man. this one's definitely relevant for where we're at in the world right now. So thanks for doing this. Yeah, you bet. Okay, see you next time. Okay, see ya. Bye.